The following was recorded at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Authorities in France say they have found the suspect in the killings around Toulouse, but they have not arrested him yet. The man is a young French citizen of Algerian descent. He is still holed up in his apartment in Toulouse. Hundreds of police officers have surrounded the building, and they're trying to get Mohamed Marat to surrender. Marat is a suspect in the shooting deaths of four people at a Jewish school two days ago and in the deaths of three French soldiers before that. With the standoff underway today, President Sarkozy spoke at a memorial service for the soldiers. La mort que nous sommes rencontrés n'était pas celle à laquelle ils étaient préparés. Sarkozy said that the men were killed in a terrorist execution meant to bring the French Republic to its knees, but he vowed that terrorism will not fracture national unity in France. Chris Bachman is reporting for the BBC from the standoff in Toulouse. He says that the suspect was traced through an email address he used to get in touch with one of his victims. Then police investigators scoured the Internet to trace his physical location. They went through 700 possible profiles, 700 telephone records, 700 internet addresses, and that's how they basically narrowed it down. And then on the Tuesday night, they really had the right person, they thought, and uh, the decision was made that he was going to act again very soon, something which um, he's admitted this in his conversations today with mediators, with uh, negotiators, that he was going to go out and kill another soldier and try and kill two policemen today. So the order was given last night to get him. Hence, they arrested his mother, they arrested his brother. They're all apparently part of a group which, while the others can't be accused of actually being um, killers, are part of an Islamic group or at least a fundamentalist fanatics. Okay, so they, they say, and he is calling himself an al-Qaeda operative. The, the watch list, though, that the police had would seem to have led to him more quickly. Why has it taken so long for police to find him and narrow the names down to this one particular suspect? I think that part of the um, story will unfold in the days and weeks ahead. How does someone who was on a watch list, who was known to be have the profile of someone who could possibly be very, very dangerous, they said himself, he does, he'd done armed robberies, he liked to watch decapitation videos of U.S. citizens amongst them uh, and Europeans who have actually had brutal endings like this at the hands of Islamic fanatics. And uh, the investigating anti-terrorist judge said to me, that um, he'd gone from being a, a delinquent who went around armed robbery and being violent to become a political fanatic and then ending up basically as a, serial, as, as a killer. Is there any evidence, though, Chris, that this suspect does have an affiliation with a dangerous group, al-Qaeda, or any other group? Is there any evidence that he's really part of a wider terrorist campaign, or is he a solo actor? It's difficult to say, actually, at this point, and the judges are being very cautious on that. He says he's definitely got a link to al-Qaeda, that he was, he's been to Pakistan, he's spent several spells in Afghanistan, but there's no guarantee about that. He could be just a lone gunman who became a fanatic and wanted to get revenge on Western society because he felt he didn't fit in here in France. He's um, French-born, but of Algerian descent, and it seems like he has a very long criminal record. The, uh, the, as you say, this is all unfolding not too far from where you are right now. Can you describe what it's like to be there and also the conversations that are going on sporadically between the suspect and police? Yeah, they go on and off. I mean, basically, he said uh, a few hours ago now that uh, after lunch, he was prepared to hand himself in. That hasn't happened. He says that he doesn't mind killing, but he has no intention of um, committing suicide himself. 
So that's the situation. After the initial raids, which of course left three police officers injured, they found explosives in his car, which they had to blow up. And uh, they believe he could have many other weapons. They just don't know at this point. So basically, it's a waiting game now. They're really keen, from what I can understand from the authorities here, they're really keen to get him alive. They could easily shoot their way in now and kill him. There's no question about that. They have 300 people. He can't go anywhere. But they want to get him alive. That seems to be the clear, clear objective everyone's pointing out here. What's this man saying was his motivation? He has, a, he has a grudge against Western civilization, and he says that he is to revenge the, the sufferings of the Palestinians. That's his main argument he's using. And he saw soldiers, he saw the French police, and he saw the school for people of the Jewish faith as part of that kind of establishment that he wants to get revenge against. But the negotiator says that his story he seems to be changing hour by the hour. Okay. Chris Bachman, thank you. Thank you.